time, which is no specific time, because there's no time like the now to record a podcast after putting it off for a little bit. My bad, guys. <laughs> I feel like this is the fourth podcast in a row where I have apologized for uh, posting this late or uh, recording this late, which... I don't know that I owe an apology because I don't know that I ever said this is the day the podcast is coming out. But having said that, I should tell you what day it's coming out so then that you can expect it. And you know what? I've also been having thoughts of doing two per week. Yeah. Hey, you're having you're having a hard time, Nick Hoff, getting one podcast out per week. Maybe we should amp this up to two. Uh, <laughs> oh god at least i'm getting to it right at least i'm doing it at least like we we are going uh what this is episode 15 this is being recorded uh on monday june 25th there's a siren going off in the background who knows what that is um yeah guys i am uh i'm so excited uh i decided this morning oh no before we get into it uh, I've got a few dates uh, to plug this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's the, uh, what is it? It's the 29th and 30th and 1st. Is that right? I am at the Des Moines Funny Bones. So let's see. Oh, 28, 29, 30. I'm in Des Moines. So if you guys are in the area, come on out. Got a bunch of new stuff I'm working on. I'm really excited. The last several sets I've done in Los Angeles just uh even longer sets just no old jokes at all so i'm excited about that things are starting to take shape they're really kind of uh forming into an act whereas when you like i because i recorded an album last year and my goal was to immediately just cut all of those jokes and so fast i caved i caved so fast instantly because you know you're still getting paid to you know do good shows and i don't have that kind of reputation where they're like oh nikoff he can do whatever he wants we'll come back and see him again no i gotta i gotta still kill um so selfishly but also unselfishly to the public i continued to hang on to you know a string of jokes from the album and that's fine i love those jokes some of them were pretty new when i recorded the album so i feel like those aren't quite i'm not done with those yet and some of them have changed a little since the album so, but now I'm really starting to get to the point where, okay, I, I've got something else I can close with. I've got a couple other things I can open with. And those are really the big hallmarks of when an act starts to come together. When you get a new closer and a new opener, that's huge for comedy. Because those are the two most important jokes in your set. Okay, the middle is very important. you got to keep keep the boat rowing along. But... If you don't open well, then a crowd who doesn't know you says, ah, this guy's not funny, and then they're not giving you any leeway. Maybe they start talking, especially local shows where, you know, you're competing with televisions or other people's attention span, people are trying to get laid. Uh, and then you got to close strong. you got to leave them with the lasting impression. Here it is. So once you can replace those jokes, that's the big thing. And I feel like I'm starting to just do that. Um, so come out and see me in Des Moines. Um, 
on Wednesday I'm down in San Diego, but I'm really just doing a short set down there. Uh, so stay tuned. I'm hoping to get in with that club down there. And I know I've got some dates uh, like in October coming up in San Diego. So hang on. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm saying it if I'm telling you not to come. Um, if you want to see Frank Caliendo, I'm doing shows with him, but it's I, I get to do very little time. So if you want to see Frank, come down to a show and you'll see uh, me say hi in the beginning. Um, now this is, so this is what I decided I wanted to talk about, uh, because it it just keeps happening over here. I wanted to do a relationship episode, um, without my wife. So she cannot defend herself. She has nothing to say. This is just me, my perspective on relationship. And I asked, I asked uh, a lot of you guys for help on Facebook, like, you know, send me things that are going on in your relationship, what's happening. Uh, so, and a lot of you, you know, came through with stuff. I hope, I hope none of you got in trouble for saying that stuff online. Like I, I gave you the option. I said, like, either tell me on here or send me a direct message. And I, I'm not going to name names on this one. I'm just going to read some of these and talk about them. Uh, but I'm not going to say the person's name, not because I don't want to like, you guys deserve credit if you want it, but I also don't want to get anybody in any more trouble uh, than they might already be. Uh, so I'm going to start off getting myself in a little bit of trouble because uh, I know I know my wife Sarah is a uh, proud subscriber of the Hoffcast if you haven't subscribed yet hit that subscribe button uh, go on iTunes and review it give me five stars tell somebody else to do it grab grab your spouse's or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's phone and and put a review up on their phone as well uh, all that helps and maybe it'll get you guys talking um, so here's an issue that comes across now I work and my wife takes care of the home and the kids, which is a huge job, okay? And some of it, I know she despises. Like, I know she misses things about work and, ha- you know, being away from the kids a little bit. You know, she loves the kids, but she also thinks, boy, wouldn't it be nice if I got to talk to adults without a kid just tagging on my on my leg all day? And I agree with her. She deserves more of a break. Uh, but we do, because of the way we work and, the, and probably because of the way we were raised, we have established some sort of gender roles. And one of those, and don't get mad at me, one of those is that she is better at cooking than me. She does that. And and it's not that she's better than me, but that's just kind of the roles we've assumed. Uh, she's better at cooking, and, uh, and she ends up, as a result, doing a lot of the dishes. Now, I clear the table. And I, I rinse the dishes, make sure I get all the food off, but then I put them in the left-hand side where she can wash them. Now, some of you are rolling your eyes, I'm sure. Really, Hoff? 2018 and you can't do the dishes, you pile of garbage, you you mansplaining piece of crap? Uh, you know what? This is just what we've established, and some days I do it. Some days I do it, but it's just kind of where we've settled in. Now, this is where I get into a little bit of trouble. And don't hate me for this. Now, uh, I'm usually usually the first one out of bed. Now, she is yelling at her phone right now because maybe that's not true entirely. But it feels like I get up. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe in all reality, uh, maybe I'm only up a third of the time before her. But whenever I go to the kitchen and I'm like putting away dishes in the morning, sometimes I'll notice that a dish or a fork isn't particularly clean. Uh, 
and I've gotten, <laughs> you know where this is going, I feel like, uh, I've gotten myself into a little bit of trouble saying, hey, you need to do, hey, woman, you need to do a better job when you're cleaning my stuff. <laughs> We're right back in the 60s. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I've said like, hey, this, what's, <laughs> what's with this fork? It's not clean at all. And she's like, instantly, she's like, then you do the dishes. And I get it. I shouldn't have said like that. I shouldn't have brought it up like that. And I probably should have just washed the fork again and left it. But I also don't want, uh, you know, the problem to continue. Now, I don't blame that it's, you know, her work ethic or something or she's doing a sloppy job. She has bad eyesight. If she's not wearing her glasses or contacts, I have no doubt that she can't see. Oh, there's still some food crusted on that. Now, I... I feel like talking about this out loud. I've I've put a um, <laughs> I, I've shown that there's a hole in my case. Given that I am the one that's supposed to scrape the food off to begin with, and then she's just supposed to come through and clean it. So maybe this is my fault. But I can't be there every time. Sometimes I've got shows. Sometimes I'm out of town. So I don't feel like it's me every time that's not getting the crud off. Uh, but so I say this, and I've, I've I've said it that way, and I've also said, hey, can you? just make sure that you get the <laughs> I can't even say uh, can you can you just make sure you're doing a good job when you do the job you do and uh that was not met with any more kindness she hates when I complain about that but I feel like if I don't say anything then then that's just going to continue to happen and and when I catch it yes I'm happy to just rewash it but you know what I do now and and I, I don't have a problem telling her this she's going to hear it um I just put it back in the dirt in the dishwater. That's what I do. Now when I'm putting dishes away and I'm like, oh, this one didn't quite, I just put it right back in the dishwasher. So then then somebody has to do it a second time. Whether it's me, whether it's her, there's more work than had to be done. And I, uh, <laughs> I got to find a better way to uh, resolve this problem and, oh, God, talking about it. I don't know. Why did you guys even trust me? Why did you even post... Uh, your your relationship problems. Obviously, I can't even solve my own. What the heck am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I love her to death. I'm happy with the roles that we're in. Um, but maybe she, maybe she's not. Maybe maybe she needs me to pick it up on the dishes. Maybe this is a sign to me that I need to do the dishes more often, more often than I do. Uh, which she's probably yelling at. You barely ever do them. You barely ever do them. Well. Don't yell that too loud. You're going to wake the baby. Okay? Then you got more work to do. So that's that's a big... That's not even a big issue here at the Hoff House, but that's just one that came up this morning as I was putting away dishes. I was like, man, she messed up this fork again. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it. Um, but some of you had... Some of you had very funny problems. Uh, one of you said uh, your, your husband takes out his dentures when he's got food stuck in them and sucks the food out of them. Ugh. Oh, don't turn off the podcast. I promise that's the only time I'll say that out loud. I get ugh. He's got to stop that. That not even in, not even in the privacy of your own home should that be acceptable. You have my permission to tell him to knock that off. He cannot do that. Is that is a pick your nose in the bathroom type situation? You should not be able to do that. I hate people that are at the table like picking at their teeth with a toothpick. 
And that's way more socially acceptable than taking out your teeth and just sucking them clean. That's gnarly. Um, Some of them were very serious. Like uh, this one gal said, uh, his snoring keeps me up at night until I yell at him to turn over. That is something that I would wager most people deal with. One person is a noisy sleeper. For sure, in almost every relationship, especially as we get older and we start, <laughs> like it happens when I when I put on weight, it happens more. My wife says, "Hey, you're pudgy and you're keeping me awake." <laughs> um, so and I and she said um, when she rolls him over, it stops. So she'll push him to wake him up and say, "Hey, turn over." Um, and then that works. My question to this would be, why doesn't he just start? on his stomach or rolled over like i get it we we turn and toss in our sleep and maybe some of us can't like fall asleep unless we're in certain position but maybe it just rolls over i think people on their stomach don't snore so maybe people need to start doing that and if it's a weight loss issue then yeah yeah get on that treadmill lose a couple lbs maybe don't eat that ice cream cone maybe don't eat late at night um you know see see if that helps get one of those uh, breathe right strips See if that prevents you, or, you know, if that doesn't help, I I condone plugging a person's nose when they're snoring. That's like throwing water on someone who uh, is sleepwalking. Like, I condone it. Go ahead, wake them up, let them know, hey, you're annoying me right now. Or, you just try and uh, fall asleep before him, and then you don't have that problem. You just say, hey, that uh, sleep apnea, or whatever it is, that, that's on you, because I'm going out. Or put in headphones, and, you know... Play some nice music. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm falling asleep. Maybe that's what you guys are doing right now. Maybe you're already out. Maybe I'm just talking to an empty vessel. But you know what? I'm in your subconscious. I'm in there. All right? You can't ignore me. I'm getting in there some way. I'm, I'm going to incept you right now. I'm going to give you these ideas uh, like uh, Leo DiCaprio in that movie. That movie was good, by the way. Inception? Great movie. And another underrated uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie... And, and and you know, I don't feel particularly fond of Leo, but and or of the way that I just shortened his name to Leo. I'm not particularly fond of doing that either. But he's he's a good actor, and he's very watchable. He's like Tom Cruise. Like, all of his movies might, might not be great, but you, there's something about him that draws you in. Uh, another movie that didn't get a lot of praise uh, that was Leonardo DiCaprio, and I feel like it had a famous director, was uh, Shutter Island. Did you guys see that movie? I And by the way, I'm not a big fan of the genre. I don't like horror or those kind of movies, but Shutter Island was really good and kind of maybe one of the best end, like open endings that I liked. I also don't like open endings. I don't. Oh, it was Scorsese that did it. I don't like open endings. I want, like, I'm watching this movie for you to give me closure, but, but I actually liked this one. If you guys haven't seen Shutter Island do it man and maybe no it's a good summer movie it's a good summer you know it's hot outside uh turn off all the lights and watch this movie it's it's a good one and watch it through the end let me know what you guys think happens because uh, i've got my own um ideas but uh i don't want to put those on you until you've seen it or maybe you've seen it and you're like yes we've all seen it hoff move on all right we'll move on um a lot of you said uh, I don't have a significant other, and that's a problem. Some of you said I don't have a significant other, and therefore I don't have any problems. Um, some of you people are saying, you know, always negative and complaining. Uh, 
Whenever someone uses a word like always or never, then I'm immediately skeptical. It cannot be always. It cannot be never. Um, it, so I feel like you're over-exaggerating the problem when you get to that. I, I know people like that that over-exaggerate. And, and then I'm like, well, this is partly on you because that's the way you're seeing them now. Even when they are positive, you're just seeing the negative because you feel like they're always negative. So, I, like, I understand and I understand the problem. Like, dang it, I wish that they, you know, had a better viewpoint of things. I wish they were happier and uh, not complaining so much. Um, but a little bit of that is on you because that's the way you're seeing them. So I, I, I put it back on you and say when they do something positive or say something positive, be cognizant of that and, and, and reward them for it. Like, and don't make it over so they know exactly what you're doing. Make it good. Like, you know, give them a little treat or something like, hey, let's put a cherry on top of that or, or come over and give them a kiss and let them know you love them. Uh, cause it's hard when people are negative all the time. I get it. And, and maybe, you know, see what you're doing that maybe is attaching to that or maybe what they're doing that, that causes that. I've noticed a lot of people that, um, unfortunately they watch the news they get negative and how could you not you're sitting there horrible they're only reporting terrible things they're only reporting the worst one time my buddy and i were playing uh, a video game and we turned it off and the tv just came right on and the first three stories were stories were like baby death the war in the middle east and like an officer that was shot and you're like how are these the first three things that are coming to your head to report to us? Like, give me a little bit of peace at the end. Uh, maybe that's why the one guy's snoring. He's just trying to get the bad out. Just, just like exercising those demons. So like, see if there's a pattern in their behavior that, that creates that situation as well. And try and divert that away. If it's, if it's a certain program they're watching, like maybe suggest other programs or just have other programs on that are a little more uplifting. Put on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I've heard a lot of people talk about that documentary I got to watch on Netflix that uh, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor or whatever it is. People are like, I'm crying. I've got to be a better person. Maybe we should all watch that together. Um, one person on here posted he is antisocial. Um, uh, this person said he, he, he hates people, doesn't go out. We have six grandchildren, so obviously this guy's older. Uh, he'd be okay uh, if we just stayed at home and do nothing. Now, this is something I've noticed that happens in in people as they age, is they get a little more comfortable staying at home and a little less comfortable going out. It's one of those situations where, like, if you don't use it, you lose it. And you got to just get out of the house. Otherwise, you're going to want to just stay home. And I kind of, I get it. I get it. Home is comfortable. It, you know, you don't have to face anything. Like you've you've been out there in the workforce for forty years. You you've done everything that you don't want to do. Maybe you just are more comfortable sitting at home, just living out your remaining years. But if your partner isn't comfortable with that, then you've got to do something. And uh, I, I would say, you know, start with start with just you know little things. Start with something small. Let's let's go for a walk. Let's go. Let's go sit out on the back porch, you know. Okay, you want to be home? Let's 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 just get outside of the house and see if a little bit of fresh air will will breathe some life into you. You know, it's it's hard with those people, and I get it. So I know people like that that are my age 
that are just like, you know, I just want to sit at home and just be on my phone. And you're like, oh, come on, let's let's go do something. Let's experience the world. And if it's a problem of spending money, there are plenty of things to do that you don't have to spend money on. I got plenty of things to see and go out and experience. I I just think it's one of those things like if you get too comfortable, then you're going to fall into it. It's just the same as getting a job that you hate, but you do it because it's comfortable or being, by the way, being in a relationship that you hate. Okay. Some of you guys are stuck. If you're already married, you got kids or you've been married for way too long. Some of you are stuck. And I'm a firm believer that like you choose your bed, you sleep in it, but you know, there's also something to be said for like turning over a new leaf and starting a new life. You know, if you if you feel like you don't have responsibilities in the relationship, which, by the way, if you have kids, feel like you've got responsibilities there to stay together, unless it's a bad environment for the kids, unless it's so crappy that you can't like fake it and put on a good smile for the kids, um, then you got to get out. Uh, but otherwise, I think you kind of need to like give them that stability. But it, you know. If you if you guys are just a couple of people and you've been together for seven years and it's comfortable, but it sucks, just wriggle out of it. It sucks to break up. It really does. Um, but in the long run, I think it's always worth it. In the long run. Um, let's see what else some of you posted. Um, uh, let's see. Never lets me finish what I'm trying to say without guessing what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, that's annoying. It's most of the time, it's nothing like what I was going to tell him. Yeah, that's annoying. Are you one of those people that leaves a lot of pauses? A lot of space? At least he's into it. At least he's an engaged listener. A lot of people that posted said, you know, that we're not engaged. They won't listen to me. He just wants to solve my problem. So that's, you know, at least he's listening. I guess you got that. Um, but if he keeps doing it and annoys you, just, uh, like, you know, hit him in the balls a little bit. Just, just when you're telling him something, get close enough so that just a little tap to the balls, just, uh, no, that's not what I was going to say. Quit trying to guess it, you douche. (laughs) Um, and you know what? No guy is like, don't make it a hard one, but just enough to be like, Hey, those things are sensitive and (laughs) you knock it off. Okay. You know how annoying that little tap to the balls were? That's what you're doing to me. You're tapping me in my woman balls um let's see uh some people are upset about the toilet seat i've discussed that um squeezing the toothpaste in the middle you know whatever i feel like i do that (laughs) uh leaving the cap off of the toothpaste always put that back on otherwise it gets crusty and weird um loading the toilet paper backward here's the thing i wonder if he even knows He's loading the toilet paper backward because that's one of those things that's just it's just as easy to put it on forward as it is backward. But so many people don't realize that the toilet paper should roll over the top rather than down the back. A lot of people don't realize it. Uh, The toilet paper for sanitary purposes. And I had no idea till my mom told me. So maybe you just need to tell him. And just show him, like, hey, will you do it this way? Because I like it this way. Don't don't get mad at him. Don't yell at him. Because then he's going to, like, not do it out of spite. Or at least I would. I'd be like, man, I don't care. I don't care how it is. Screw her. Uh, so just be like, hey, will you do me a favor? When I, I prefer it like this, if you could. It just makes me feel better. It's it's more clean. Like, I mean, neither one of us wants to touch each other's crap. So, uh, yeah, the toilet paper should roll over the front rather than down the back. Just letting you guys know. 
Uh, anybody? Everybody knew that? No? Let me know. Um, let's see. Who else is having a problem? Oh, okay. This is one that I... I'm nervous to tackle this one, but uh, the person who wrote it seemed upset enough. Um, okay, so this deals with emotional infidelity. Uh, this, this person wrote, Emotional infidelity for the first time uh, while he travels for work, and I have trust issues, and he still wants to be work friends. He doesn't see how much it hurts me by him talking to her. Uh, she says, We've started counseling. And uh, he said he hadn't talked to her. Things seemed to be okay. Then I saw the phone records, and they had been making phone calls daily back and forth, hurt all over again. Uh, One person said, uh, dump him. And then she said, no, we're married. I can't give up like that. We have a a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, been together eight-and-a-half years, and married, uh, married five years in September. He's always traveled, and I don't know what happened, but, uh, I want to try and fix things. So, you've got you've got the right attitude here uh, to try and fix things. And right now, it doesn't seem like there's any actual infidelity, which is what I'm going to say. Okay, e- emotional infidelity is a gateway, but in and of itself, I don't put a lot of stock in. Okay, I have <laughs> got a joke about it uh, called, uh, although I didn't call it emotional infidelity, I called uh, mental cheating is what it was and i i kind of think that like there's a slippery slope there there's a difference between you know letting your heart go down that path and fantasies so let me draw that line right now i think every single person has fantasies that i don't really have a problem with okay you're allowed to fantasize you're allowed to think about things but when you let yourself get in too deep to where um where it actually creates a relationship problem, there's there's where the line is. So maybe then you do call that emotional infidelity. And, ah, that sucks. I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, sounds like you're doing the right thing, getting involved uh, with counseling, but it seems like he's not being honest. And it's probably because he's, it's probably because he's nervous about how you're going to take it. Now, one thing that we did here in my house that we just decided, um, you know, maybe you don't have friendly relationships. Not, that, that's the wrong term. Uh, you're not overly friends with anyone of the opposite sex. That's just kind of what we did. I travel a lot uh, for comedy. I'm on the road. It takes a world of trust for both of us, but particularly on my wife's side. And one thing we just decided was, you know what, we're just not going to have, like, great friends that are of the opposite sex. And that's just kind of the road we've gone down. Just like, let's not even put that problem in front of us. Like, yes, still be nice to people. Still, you can still be quote unquote friends, but we're not going to be calling someone all the time. We're not going to be texting back and forth all the time. Like in this particular case, it's hard because it sounds like they work together, which, um, yeah, you're going to have to have interactions with that person. But the phone calls and the texting back and forth, that doesn't need to happen. So I would just, you know, have... And it, and it sounds like you probably have, but now you've brought a kid into the world. You guys need to be there. And that's one thing, like, you can't... Like, I look at it like I need to be there for my kids, like, from a health perspective. Like, I need to take care of myself, make sure I'm not just eating like a, 
like a garbage truck, even though I still do <laughs> a lot, um, you know, the times that I don't is because I'm thinking of them, not necessarily thinking of myself or like what it's doing to my body, but I'm thinking of my kids. Like I want to be there for them when I'm older. I want to be able to do things when I'm older so that I'm not just like this sickly pile of garbage. So, um, you know, there are things that you do for your kids. And I think this is not out of the out of the realm of possibility to ask him to do say hey would you just knock it off like if you're not going to do it because it makes me uncomfortable like like do it for our kids because our kids deserve mom and dad to be together our kids deserve a stable household and think of how your kids are going to look at you if you end up like cheating on your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife if you end up cheating like the kids are going to look at that and say uh mom was a pile of garbage or dad was a piece of shit like he couldn't keep it in his pants are you kidding me and then that's going to reflect on them as a result they're going to kind of almost i i i don't want to put that on them but that it's a possibility they'll you know fall victim to the same thing because you know they're the people they admired most fell down that path so then what's to stop them from doing it i don't know this is just kind of the way i saw the world um, you know, if my parents did something, I was going to probably do it or at least not look that down on it. Although I did with smoking. My dad was a smoker until I was four and I like decided pretty early on, I'm not going to smoke anything. Uh, just, you know, just seemed like a, uh, <laughs> seemed like a no brainer. Um, so I'm sorry that that's happening to you. Just, uh, you know, have a little bit of understanding, uh, because, you know, as, as guys, it's it's one of those things that like we were built to procreate and it's not necessarily like in our mental makeup to just turn that off because we're in a relationship or because we're married like and and that's why I th- that's why I draw the line of fantasies because guys are always going to have uh you know things they think about they're always going to have you know a fantasy they're not going to go through life with blinders on nor should you expect them to but it's when they fall victim to like getting too far into it and that what you would call emotional uh emotional infidelity although infidelity is the wrong word so let's call it emotional drifting how about that 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 seems like a a much more fair term for it emotional drifting which you shouldn't do whether it's with another person or whether it's just wanting to sit on a couch all day when your partner wants to go out and experience life still like you gotta you gotta keep the cars on the same road and that's difficult because you and your partner are not in the same car people say like you're my co-passenger you're my co-pilot and you're the passenger in this ride but that's not the truth the truth is you're both driving separate vehicles and you just gotta keep it going the same direction you're gonna you're gonna like one person's gonna go around the bend when you stayed straight one person's gonna take the truck route only when you took the cars you know you're gonna come up to a toll road and you're both gonna have to go through uh different gates um you know one of you is going to go through that green that yellow light and the other person's going to be stuck back there going hey wait up and you got to wait up for each other you got to you got to just keep the cars moving down the same direction so that's good luck good luck with that that's that's a tough one but you can do it you can do it both of you if he's listening make him listen to this he can he can do this he can do this he can cut that gal out of that part of his life he just has to do it he's got to look at himself in the mirror and say hey i'm not being fair like let me just cut that out that's not that's not a bad thing to ask somebody 
at least in my opinion. Just like don't don't be so close to people. Okay? Like put that guard up a little bit and realize realize that he is weak in that instance. He is one of those people that requires that kind that desires that kind of attention. He doesn't require it. he desires that kind of attention from the opposite sex. He likes it a little bit, but he, he just needs to be not even let himself go down that path. If he knows that he's like that, he just needs to stop that, you know, at the choke point and just cut those put up a clear border of what those relationships are and should be. Um I got more people that are like, I don't have one. That's a problem. <laughs> one person's chafing. Um, let's see, uh, one person said, uh, there's mud at the bottom of the shower, uh, cause he does landscaping and it looks like he drained a lake in our tub. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are things that are unique to people's relationships that everybody doesn't identify with. And it, you know, it's funny, it's funny, but I'm sure it annoys you to a certain, maybe you just got to hose him outside. Even when he comes home in the winter, just like, nope, you stand outside, you hose off right now. Um, <laughs> oh, man. My wife always complains that I leave hair in the bottom of the, because um, yeah, I got I got body hair. She says, you, you always leave hair in there. It's like, well, you know what? If I ever die in a plane crash, maybe you can clone me. Maybe I've left enough uh, hair behind that you can take it into a lab and they can make a new one of me. Um, so, I, you know, she'll miss it when I'm gone. That's what I tell her. I'm not sure she agrees with that. Um, won't pick up after himself. Driven me crazy for 30 flipping years. You know, it uh, sounds like she says I've tried everything. Gotten uh, to take most things to the kitchen. Like he can take his own drink, his bowl from popcorn or ice cream. But uh, bothers me when he can't take a few more steps to that sink or trash. Like I told him many times, it's easier for him to do that than uh, for me with a broken back. I guess I don't... Do you have a broken back? Feels like he should be doing a lot more <laughs> if you've got a broken back. Maybe he should be picking up everything, including you, to get from A to B, because I don't know how you walk with a broken back. Um, yeah, there's a thing. is like taking off your shoes and not putting them on the shelf. Why, why can't you just do it there? Just take it the last step. There's something... I have it too. And there's something like inherent and not completing that task like just finish that task it's like there there's some some missing placebo uh that that he needs to just take that extra step i don't know what it is but it's not you nagging after 30 years it can't be uh <laughs> um i i don't know what that missing little like that little missing uh you know little carrot dangled in front of his nose to get him to just finish the thing but i understand it if i can figure that out i'll let you know um let's see one person said he's married that is a big problem unless he's married to you <laughs> and then it solves that problem but i assume that's not what you're saying uh if he's married walk away you don't need to get involved in that there's no reason there are so many people in the world there's no reason to get involved with a married person uh his lack of self-motivation um, that's kind of what we were talking about just right there with finishing the project. Um, I'm always striving uh, to better myself in life. He's perfectly okay with the mundaneness of life, making peanuts as long as it means routine and no change. Yeah, that's the same as the guy. That's the same as the last person who will get the dish to the, to the counter, but won't put it in the sink. Uh, it's the same as the guy who doesn't want to leave his house. Uh, he's got grandkids, but he won't leave the house. This is the problem. People get 
into ruts and there's something they just don't have that thing to kick them out of the rut um but I, I i think that you can be that i think that you can entice them enough like change it up whatever you're doing you know surprise them with something you know maybe that'll just be enough to knock him off his perch or or set a goal together set don't set a goal for yourself and don't make something that's just a selfish goal but come up together and say like what what do we want to do in the next five years ten years and then like set a goal as a couple and maybe it's to earn enough money to go to france or maybe it's to buy a boat or whatever it is set a couple goal that where you guys have like equal accountability and don't and make it something that he's into as well maybe that would help um this person says, uh, my girlfriend's imaginary. <laughs> well, they're, they're making dolls. They're making dolls, so she'll be here before you know it with, uh, you know, overnight shipping. But uh, once Amazon gets a hold of these, you can just wait for that two-day if you're an Amazon Prime, Prime member, which we just canceled, by the way. We just got rid of Amazon Prime. We were buying too much from it. Like, you're like, oh, I get two free, free two-day shipping. But the truth is, most of their things are free shipping. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't really have to pay that much for it. I, I don't know. Amazon's got to step it up because they start charging more and they weren't really offering that much. Maybe you guys feel like it's worth it, but we, we determined, uh, we were going to move on from that. Um, let's see, uh, claiming he doesn't remember, doesn't know. Yeah, that's a problem. But guys are kind of stupid like that. Sometimes we don't remember those, you know, details the way that you ladies do. They can't, like, that's just part of our, our, our DNA makeup, and it's, I, uh, unless he's using it just for convenience. If you think he's lying, then he's a turd, uh, but the truth is, you guys earmark things differently than us, and the, and we earmark things differently, uh, but there's a lot of stuff we remember that you guys are like, I don't remember it that way. Um, stubborn, that's part of it. Everybody's headstrong. Um, now, this is one two people commented on a row that their spouse is waking them up in the morning while they're still sleeping. This is a big no-no. There are so many times I have to get up to make a plane at like 6 a.m. I sneak around the house like a burglar. You have no reason to turn on the light just to get ready. Screw that person. I hate mornings so much. Screw that person. Punch them in the tooth. Next time they turn on the light and you're still sleeping and you know they're going to get up early in the morning, put on your boxing shorts, uh, sleep in them, and then when they do that, just pop them right in the kisser and be like, that, knock that crap off. <laughs> uh, yeah, wakes me up even on my days off. Nope, screw that. Don't, don't let them get away with that. Um, <laughs> my mom posted that my dad likes to parade in his underwear. Uh, you, not too much info, son. No, not too much info. I I was there. I saw him parade. It's gotten better since he switched from the whitey tighties to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, boxer briefs, but it's still not a great look on a seventy-year-old guy with a gut. Uh, <laughs> maybe buy him some shorts. Buy him some comfy, like get him some basketball shorts. Maybe he wear those around, and that's better. Buy those. I, I'll get them for him. Uh, When's Father's Day just passed? His birthday is coming up in September. I'll buy him a pair of Husker basketball shorts, and we'll see. Maybe he'll sleep in those. That's what I sleep in. I sleep in basketball shorts. It's a lot better when I get up so that I'm not, uh, you know, really putting it out there. Um, guys, I have to get going. I've got a, uh, 
I've got a commercial audition today. Look out, Hollywood. A big commercial audition. So it's a little bit shorter of one. Uh, I've kicked around the idea of doing these, calling them half-casts. Thank you. Um, So maybe this is the week that I churn out two. Since this one's a little bit late and I've been kicking around the idea of doing two and this one's a little short anyway, maybe I'll do a second one. Uh, I'll do a follow-up to this. A lot of you guys are still commenting on my Facebook thread. Uh, If you hear this, you have disagreements with me or you have something to add, hit me up on Facebook, email, whatever, text me if you guys got my number Um, and and we'll do a follow-up later in the week. I'll be in uh, Des Moines this weekend so I'll record it from there maybe. Uh, So hit me up. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're still enjoying it. Uh, Hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you later.